Hi everyone, welcome. I was planning to start a series on the Upanishads, one of the greatest wisdom given by the Hindu saints to the people of India. Let me start with the shortest Upanishad. One of the shortest Upanishads is called the Ish Upanishad. Ish means the Isht Devta or the ruler or the Lord. The root of the word Ishvara comes from Ish, which means capable of, owner, ruler, chief. The word Ish means the ruler, master and the lord and the term Vasyam or Vasya means hidden and covered with enveloped by. Ish in the Upanishad is the lord and the self because the Atman and the Brahman they are combining together to become one as per the Advait philosophy Advait means single and Atman and Brahman are there like a disc rotating around each other as per the Dwait philosophy of Vedanta Now let's talk about the content The content of Ish Upanishad talks about the concept of monoism and theism. Mono means single, single god, multiple gods. It talks about the concept of the karma theory or the karma theory, which is the actions that you're doing. It talks about vidya and avidya, knowledge and non-knowledge. It talks about virtue and vice. Let's start with monoism versus theism. The Ish Upanishad is significant for a singular mention of the term Ish in the first hymn, a term it never repeats in other hymns. The concept Ish exhibits monoism in one interpretation and monotheism in an alternate interpretation because the self and the deity Lord they are combining together and they are also existing as individual souls. Enveloped by the Lord must be this all, each thing that moves on earth. With that renounced enjoy thyself, covet no wealth of any man. Ish translates as the Lord. The Lord means the self of all, the innermost self, the absolute reality. This all is the empirical reality, while the term renounced is referring the concept of sannyas, which is enjoy thyself, is referring to the blissful delight of the self-realization. I recently did an episode about interpersonal communication and intrapersonal communication. When you go more into the nuances of intrapersonal, we are actually going towards the climbing the ladder of self-realization and self-transcendence. The Advait Vedanta interprets the hymn as equating the Lord as the Atman. The Dwait Vedant interprets the hymn as equating the Lord as Vishnu or the monotheistic God in a henotheistic sense. There are other interpretations also. Like it was mentioned by Sage Kapila in Bhagavad Puran. You look at a flower, there is one interpretation. To touch the flower, that's another interpretation. You smell, 
the flower that's another interpretation so for the same thing there can be various interpretations next we come to the pursue of the karma or the karma theory or the karma theory which is the action the ish upanishad acknowledges the contrasting tension between the empirical life of a householder and the action and the spiritual life of renunciation and knowledge which is gyan so karma and gyan as per the hymns that are mentioned in the ish upanishad should one wish to live a hundred years on this earth he should live doing karma while thus as man you live there is no way other than this by which karma will not cling to you those who partake the nature of the asur are enveloped in blind darkness and that is where they decide who ignore their atman for liberation know your atman which is motionless yet faster than the mind it is distant it is near it is within all it is without it is all pervading and he who beholds all beings in the self and self in all the beings he never turns away from it the he in the him is the seeker of the emancipation someone who is on a journey to realize the self and the oneness in the innermost self and everyone including those in the sanyas he is also the individual self in loving devotion of god seeking to go infinitely close to the god self many ancient and medieval indian scholars state that the verses of the ish upanishad are proclaiming and becoming aware about the vidya and the avidya how much are you becoming aware about it so one root of sorrow and suffering is considering oneself as distinct and conflicted with the self of others that means you are different someone else is different but what is mentioned as per the ish upanishad is imagine the whole life is like a play and when you are there on the stage there are not other people who are there along with you it's you only who is playing various characters do you feel a disconnect no because they all are parts of you so in the same manner all the people who are existing in this world they are all the waves which are arising from the same ocean how can you feel a disconnect with them when to a man who understands the self has become all things what sorrow what trouble can there be to him he beholds that unity the ish upanishad praises the study of the vidya the real knowledge which is the eternal truths and avidya not the real knowledge which is the empirical truths it asserts that to he who knows both vidya and avidya the avidya empowers him to overcome death while the vidya empowers him with immortality the real knowledge delivers one to freedom liberation from all sorrows and fears to a blissful state of life each upanishad is also recommending that one must pursue material knowledge and spiritual wisdom simultaneously and that a fulfilling life results from the harmonious balanced alignment of the individual and the social interest the personal and the organization goals 
the material and the spiritual pursuit of life. But the hymns also caution against the pursuit of only manifested cause or only spiritual cause of anything, stating that one-sided pursuit will lead you to darkness. To be enlightened, seek both, which is called the Ubayam Saha. It asserts that he who knows both the real and the perishable, both the manifested not true cause and the not hidden true cause is the one who is liberated onto immortality. <laughs> the last content with regard to the Ish Upanishad talks about the virtue and the vice. In the final hymns, the Upanishad asserts a longing for knowledge, asserting that it is hidden behind the golden disk of light but a light that one seeks. It reminds one's own mind to remember one's deeds, accept its consequences. Assert the introspective precept of O Agni and mind, lead me towards a life of virtues, guide me away from a life of vices, and thus onto the good path and the enjoyment of wealth of both my karms, honey and self-realization. The final hymns also declare the foundational premise, I am he, equating oneself's oneness with the cosmic self. Purushaha so aham asmi, I am he, the purush within thee. Thank you so much for listening. Take care.